Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, I Believe in a Hill Called Mount Calvary. Gus Gilman, a dealer in precious stones, looked up from his work in his Chicago office as a poorly clad man with the appearance of a labor entered. He introduced himself as John Mayock from Omaha, Nebraska. Then he reached into his pants pocket and produced a rough red stone, which he handed to Gilman with the request that he cut it and polish it. 
as Gilman laid under the light. He gasped and asked, where did you get this? John proceeded to tell him the tale of the stone. His father had picked it up on his farm in Hungary many years ago. He thought it was very pretty pebble, so he kept it. When young John left Hungary to come to the United States, he supposed his father slipped into his bag, for when he got here, he found it among his things. He just knew he hadn't packed it. It had been laying around his house ever since. Once, they almost lost it to a big rat, dragged it down a hole, but John found it by accident. Several times, it did get lost, but always turned up somehow. As the expert continued to stare at it in amazement, the labor went on. One night, I dreamed it was a diamond worth lots of money. But it's no diamond, it's red. No, it's not a diamond, Gilman said. But it's a pigeon blood ruby. Is it worth something? asked John. Yes, I'd say it's worth somewhere between one hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars Mr. Gilman answered. When the stone was cut, it was found to be flawless ruby of almost 24 carats, one of the largest rubies in the world. In all the years that Michael Mayock, the father, and John, the son, had toiled at back-breaking labor to keep their heads above water, they possessed a fortune in disguise. What are the great number of people today who could possess Christ as their Savior? And yet they go on in spiritual poverty and want. Some of them actually know they could have him and still in blindness and willingness to go on without him. Others do not know. And it's our responsibility to preach Christ to them that they might be saved. Listen to this beautiful song as John Harris sings for us only one life. It matters a little how much you may own The places you've been or the people you've known For it all comes to nothing when placed at His feet It's nothing to Jesus just memories to keep Only one life so soon it will pass Only what's done for Christ will last Only one chance to do His will So give to Jesus all your days It's the only life that pays When you recall you have but one life You may take all the treasures from far away lands Take all the riches you can hold in your hands And take all the pleasures your money can buy But what will you have 
When it's your time to die The days pass so swiftly The months come and go The years melt away Like new fallen snow Spring turns to summer And summer to fall Autumn brings winter Then death comes to all Only one life So soon it will pass Only what's done For Christ will last Only one chance To do His will So give to Jesus all your days It's the only life that pays When you recall you have but one life You are listening to Join the Morning which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30 Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations at Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us the piano this wonderful song, Bless the Lord, O My Soul.
when William McKinley was President of the United States, he had to make a decision about the appointment of an ambassador to a foreign country. Two candidates were equally qualified, so McKinley searched his mind for some yardstick by which he might measure the true character of the men. Later, he revealed that the unkindness of one of them was a determining factor in his decision. Many years earlier, when McKinley was still a congressman, he observed an inconsiderate action by one of the men. He recalled boarding a streetcar at rush hour and getting the last vacant seat. Soon, an elderly woman boarded carrying a heavy clothes basket. No one got up to offer a seat, so she walked the length of the car and stood in the aisle, hardly able to keep her balance as the vehicle swayed from side to side. One of the men McKinley was later to consider for ambassador was sitting next to where the woman was standing. Instead of getting up and helping her, he deliberately shifted his newspaper so it would look like he hadn't seen her. When McKinley noticed this, he walked down the aisle, graciously took her basket, and offered her his seat. The man was unaware that anyone was watching, but that one little act of selfishness would later deprive him, perhaps, of the crowning honor of his lifetime. Every day we have occasions to do or neglect act of kindness. People are watching to see how closely our deeds match our words of the Christian testimony. If they were to use McKinley's yardstick, would it be evident that we are ambassadors for Christ? Listen now as Scott Delosier sings this beautiful song for us entitled, We Believe. In this time of desperation When all we know is doubt and fear There is only one foundation We believe We believe In this broken generation When all is dark you help us see There is only one salvation We believe We believe We believe in God the Father We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back again. We believe. So let our faith be more than anthems. 
greater than the songs we sing. And in our weakness and temptations, we believe, we believe, we believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection, and He's coming back again. Let the lost be found and the dead be raised. In the here and now, let love invade. Let the church live love. Our God will save. We believe, we believe. And the gates of hell will not prevail. For the power of God has torn the veil. Now we know your love will never fail. We believe, we believe, we believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in the Holy Spirit. And He's given us new life. We believe in the crucifixion. We believe that He conquered death. We believe in the resurrection. And He's coming back. He's coming back again. Coming back again. We believe. We believe. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the events leading up to his arrest. John chapter 12, verse number 36. While ye have light, believe in the light, that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. So in John 13, you have the Passover meal, the washing of feet. In John 13, 26, we've talked about the sop. You have the departure of Judas. Judas turning his back on the Lord Jesus Christ, the light of the world, and stepping out into the darkness of the night. Symbolically, it is the eternal damnation of the very soul of Judas. Rejecting the light, the truth of the Savior, the Savior of the world, the light of the world, the light of the truth, and entering into eternal darkness was the eternal damnation of Judas. Later, Judas will die as an unsaved man. The Lord Jesus Christ telling Peter that he would deny him three times by morning, John chapter 13, verse 36 to 38. The Lord Jesus Christ knew this because he is God. He knew that Peter would deny him three times in spite of Peter's strong denials. The Lord's second coming, John chapter 14, verses 2 and 3. 
the Father's house here in John 14 is not a reference to heaven. So many people want to make this to be heaven and make this to the rapture of the church. This is a reference to the coming millennial kingdom temple. Just earlier in the book of John, the same phraseology and words are used to describe the temple and not heaven, my Father's house. The promise of the Holy Spirit, John 14, verses 16 to 26. Bind in the branches, John 15. The promise in the ministry of the Holy Spirit, John 16. The high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ. The true Lord's prayer, John 17. So John chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 occur all on the same day. John 13, 1 to 17, 26, the Lord is with his disciples. John chapter 18, verses 1 and verse number 2. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kindron, where there was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oft times resorted there, uh, thither with his disciples. Now, in Matthew chapter 26, I'd encourage you to open your Bibles up to Matthew chapter 26, verses 30 to verse 45. I'm not going to read all these verses, but look also what transpires. In verse number 30 of the 26th chapter, when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. We're going to talk about that Mount of Olives, how it bears record of the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ. Verse number 32 says, But after I am risen again, Lord Jesus Christ is predicting that he will rise again, his disciples, when he dies. And again, look where we're at here. And when we go through the chronology, talking about the death of Christ and the events, the the trials, we're going to, again, remind you to understand this based on Jewish time, not the way we reckon time. So he's telling, after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Verse number 34, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto you, that this night before the cock crows, thou shalt deny me thrice. Verse 35, Peter said to him, Though I should should die with thee, yet I will not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. And yet Peter will deny him by mourning. Verse number 36, And cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto his disciples, Sit ye here, while I go and pray yonder. Verse 37, He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to, so- began to be sorrowful and very heavy. The two sons of Zebedee were John and James. The Lord Jesus Christ had taken the same three apostles, Peter, James, and John, to the Mount of Transfiguration. And you read that in Matthew 17, verse 1. And then what we see is the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be praying. And he takes those three apostles and has them sit here. And when I go yonder and pray, I want you to watch with me. Verse number 38. Then he said to them, Peter, James, and John, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. So the Lord Jesus Christ is going to go. He's going to pray to the Father. If it possible, let this cup, verse 39, pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. 
and he comes back to his disciples in verse 40, he finds them asleep. This is the first time. You could not watch with me this one hour. Watch and pray, verse 41, that you enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So he's going to go a second time. He's going to pray again that, that God's will be done. He comes back a second time, verse number 43, and he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. He left them, verse 44, and went away again, and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Verse number 45, Then cometh he to his disciples, and saith unto them, Sleep on now, and take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Verse 46, Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And of course, that is speaking of Judas. That's what we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks to talk about that, that betrayal of Judas and all the events that are transpiring. You can see this over in John chapter 18. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. Only Luke records the great drops of blood. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And of course we know that Luke was a doctor. And again, here is the inspiration of God's word. Here is the supernatural design of the very word of God. So very shortly after these events transpire, Judas is going to betray the Lord Jesus Christ in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in the weeks to come, we're going to look at that betrayal. We're going to talk about the, the Garden of Gethsemane bearing record to the first coming of Christ, the sufferings, and yet what? look what's going to happen at the Mount of Olives, the second coming of Christ. And then we're going to talk about the events of his death, of his crucifixion, his, his burial, ultimately his resurrection, and his disciples aren't looking for this. There's so much that we will continue to study. We need to understand God's Word. If you have any question about our study or any other questions or Bible verse that you would like studied in the light of the Word of God, rightly divided, please contact Pastor Stewart at the Altoona Bible Church. The church's phone number is area code 814-942-2131, or you can email me at altoonabible at altoonabible.org. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. The we is not the world, the we are believers. Peace with God, that's that's a salvation peace. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the only way of salvation, the only assurance of salvation, the only way you can get to heaven is by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. If you've never trusted Him, won't you trust Him right now, right where you're at before it's eternally too late? And us who are saved, we need to keep studying God's Word. listening to join the morning from the Altoona Bible Church. 
we trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Still I see, Lord, Jesus is my King.